0: We are live.
1: We're zooming.
0: Yeah. We are zooming because we're in a polar storm.
1: Vortex. We're in the vortex.
0: We are in, what's the name of it? Elliot? Emerson? Emery?
1: Ralph Waldo. What? Ralph <clears throat> um, Emerson?
0: No. What's, what's the name of the, the, the polar vortex that we're in? They have a name for it now. Oh, I don't know. It's like Elliot, something with an E. But it's a real, yeah, I mean, we're just, we're, we're naming, uh, polar storms right now. Uh,
1: it only, it's only fair, right? Like if we're going to name tropical storms and hurricanes, like why are blizzards being left out?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true, but at the same time, um, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, at this point or at this rate, we'll, we'll be naming like, um, drizzles.
1: Yeah, I mean, how do we how do we differentiate the dusting, if you will, as Dwight Schrute would say, versus, like, Blizzard? Because we have some very significant winter storms here in the Chicagoland area. And so to say, well, this one gets a name and this one doesn't, it's just not going to be very fair.
0: I mean, it's not fair at all, but, you know.
1: Some snowflakes are going to get left out. And that, that
0: that bothers me. Triggered,
1: <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like my Alexa was this morning.
1: Just like I was when I saw Donald Trump's tax
0: returns. Oh gosh, you're not even going to let me tell my Alexa story, Brian? Fine. No, St- I want to hear the straight story. into the I don't Trump. Oh, I t- I'm I t- not
1: segueing. I was just saying. Oh well, it was a great. Seg- it's an equivalency.
0: It-, it was a great. It was a great segue though. Um, no, I went to. I texted you. I asked. I, t- I asked Alexa this morning. Which I got to be quiet. She might hear me. Um, she's always listening. I asked Alexa this morning. I said, "Alexa, oh, I hope that everybody listening right now has one in their background and they're playing this, so that like everyone's Alexas go off." Um, I said, "Alexa, Siri, yeah, okay,
1: Google, hey Siri." <laughs> just get <kid>, everyone.
0: <laughs> oh, I just set mine off. I said, "Alexa." Uh give me the latest updates on Donald Trump's tax returns. And literally all she said is triggered and then didn't say anything else. So there's that. I mean
1: You think it you think that it wouldn't be so triggered given, you know, the effective tax rate of its you know <laughs> Former, former boss, but you know that's okay. Yeah,
0: it'd be like, well, my 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 overlord pays his proper taxes according to the government. Mm. Notice how I added that little something else in there for you.
1: <laughs> I did catch it. I did catch it.
0: I always look it out for you, Bry. Always. But yeah, we are here to talk about the the thing that's burning in people's minds. Everyone wants to know <clears throat> what's up with them taxes, and I apologize yeah, for my I, I apologize for my voice, you guys. I'm uh, getting over a little cold. It doesn't have a name. Yeah. It doesn't have a name like the polar vortex, but you know, it's all good.
1: <laughs> well, so with the taxes, I mean, this is something that people have been waiting on, right? Because um, in 2015. Donald Trump said he was going to release his taxes. And the reason he said that he couldn't release them after he promised he would during the campaign for the Republican nomination, he said he couldn't and wouldn't until, you know, he had to as you know president because he was being audited. And lo and behold, that really wasn't the case. And so... We find out that looking through his taxes, he's not quite the businessman that he says he is, in the sense that he's working on a negative revenue stream.
0: Right. Um
1: but that also I, I hope that they give out like all of the details. Um I think they're supposed to, except <laughs> for like the redacted parts, like his social security number, address, whatever. Yeah but like you know in certain years he was declaring an uh like a net operating loss of like negative 70 million dollars versus his 30 million dollar income which put him at negative 39 million dollars or whatever the case was i want to see what was that operating loss like how did he get to a negative operating loss so high um because his business isn't growing like if you think of some of these like tech companies and startups and stuff like that, they have this negative operating um, revenue because they're so focused on growth. So if you think of any of the massive companies like Amazon, Meta, Google, Uber, all of those companies, they start or some still are in a negative revenue spot because they're focused more on growth. Like right. we have to win the market share. That's not what Donald Trump's doing at, at any point in this time. He his company isn't trying to win the real estate marketplace. Like so to say I'm operating at a seventy million dollar loss.
0: Something's wrong there.
1: Yeah, there's something wrong there. It it piques my interest. So I, I wonder if we'll we'll get you know, even <clears throat> Further into the, you know, further into the tax records where we can see uh, exactly how they arrived at some of the numbers. Like, where did, where exactly did all that revenue come from? Where did that operating loss come from? And, and really dig deep into, okay, who is giving him these loans, you know, that he owes money on. And we did find out some of the loans he was giving out. We're to like, his, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll so get to that. Like, yeah. So we want to know a little bit more, but even at face value, this initial offering that we got from, uh, the ways and means committee, uh, making this public from 2015 to 2021 or 2020,
0: I believe it's tw- uh, 2020. Uh,
1: yeah. It's yeah. The last year of his presidency. Yeah. 2020. Um, even with that, at the face value of what we've got there, it is awfully suspicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: You know, and actually, just before we, we uh, well, actually, two things. Uh, one, the funny thing about is, or about like when you're filing your tax returns as a business, um, if you lose so much in one year and you write it off on your taxes the following year, if you're not, if you don't recoup enough of those values, you can then claim some of that into the next year. So you see a lot of years and, and we'll go over some of the numbers now, but like, um, some of the most astonishing ones is like, so 2015 said he was at a $31 million loss. So he paid 641,931 in taxes the following year. $32 $32 million loss, which if you're losing 30, $30 million in two years in a row, you're doing something. Good business, man. Yeah, really good businessman. Um, mm-hmm. He paid $750 in taxes. 2017, same thing, but he only had a $12 million loss, so he was on the recovery there. Um, $750 in taxes. 2018, he was in the green, $24 million but only paid $100,000 in taxes. It was a little less than that, but we're talking about you know peanuts. Next year, he made $4,133,000 paid in taxes. And in 2020, he had a $4 million loss, paid $0 in taxes in 2020.
1: And, and once again, like, he owns certain businesses that can push these numbers up and down, right? Like operating revenues, also depreciation of assets. He can... Inflate his worth, right? Sorry, by saying my assets are worth this, yeah. or by saying my assets have dropped, so I can't pay taxes, right? So it's like if he needs to get loans, uh, you know, he can say, "Well, I have these assets as collateral, valued at this, to get right. the loans." Right. And this is what Letitia James was going after, and as the uh, Manhattan District Attorney, is like. Well, you can't take out loans for let's say a billion dollars saying I have this this property that's worth two billion dollars is collateral for this billion dollar loan. Mm-hmm. But then also say that that two billion dollar value or that two billion dollar property is worth two hundred million dollars on my taxes. Right. So you can't have you know the best of both worlds. It has to be what is the value of that house and how can you use it or that property? How can I leverage that? into you know a loan yeah but then i it has to be at least very close in value to what you report on your on your taxes
0: yeah i think if you do uh what you were saying where you're you're saying one thing to get the loan and another thing to reduce your tax amount i think that's called uh oh shit it's um fraud <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: it, i don't know if it's like Frigile where it's italian yeah but it definitely i think it's fraud yeah I, yeah I that's how you maybe it's it.
0: fraud uh, it's German. German. <laughs> they know all about uh, being in debt after World War II. Um, <laughs> that's not too harsh, is it?
1: No, I think we can. I think <clears throat> we can make the jokes about uh, their political and economic endeavors, just not so much their social endeavors of the time.
0: No, I yeah, I, I had no I yeah. uh, no intention of bringing that up right now. Not looking to okay. open that can of uh, can of worms. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, it's very strange to me um, because how can a man who seems to be this far in debt and uh, his business is doing so poorly still live the lavish lifestyle that he lives um, where he's playing golf at mar lago he's, you know, flying on his private jet, which he wrote that off in a bunch of his tax returns as well, which is, um, you know. Something that we'll get into a little bit later, especially about like... um, Can I
1: pause right there? Yeah, of course you can. How do you write off private jet costs when you're the president and you have Air Force One?
0: Dude, he wanted Air Force Two. Gotta have two of everything.
1: There is an Air Force Two. And they don't use... Like, he doesn't use it.
0: No, I don't think it's called Air Force Two. it? Isn't it just Air Force One? Dwe? (laughs) Part (laughs) two you know what's nice no, about I doing that's this the
1: one air force two is the one that the vice president usually
0: uses oh my gosh okay i didn't know that yeah, yeah. or maybe so, i knew that in the past and i forgot it
1: um so even then i'm like wait how is he deducting so much for private travel if he's it's using, a lot too yeah it, it he's using air force one now i think that's one of the perks of being the president so you don't have to you know utilize that as like I think that's like a business expense, right? But right, yeah. It's not yeah. your plane, so you're not taking on any of that expense.
0: Well, and when he signed on as president, he kind of relinquished the role he had, you know, with the Trump name as far as business goes. And so you shouldn't be able to write that off. It seems silly to me. You know, right. even I would even go as far as to say, and I don't know if this is true or not. I don't think you should be able to do that while you're campaigning. If you're using your private jet to go campaign, so when he was campaigning twenty, 2014, know, 15, 16, <coughs> excuse me, um, that's not something you should be able to write off as a business expense because it's not a business expense. It's an endeavor uh, in your own future uh, unrelated to your business.
1: Yeah, I, I, I look at those numbers, right? And I'm looking at them now. Zero, and I understand if you're losing money. Like, how can you pay federal taxes? Um, you know, having a taxable income of zero dollars, you know, seven hundred fifty dollars in taxes. But the other question th- that must be you know begged for is is okay, you were losing all this money, you lost money three years straight. Why in the second two years of your presidency were you all of a sudden making money? Yeah, and that's another thing. Is like when I want to, I want to see where this money is coming from. Now, another thing is, is like he might be getting these massive loans. And I think that's where we're going to start to see some major conflicts of interest. Yeah. is like, was it, you know, similar to who someone we might talk about a little bit later, Elon Musk, getting a lot, of, like Elon Musk got a lot of money from Saudi Arabia to do this Twitter deal. And like, is I think he went back to them more recently um but we'll get to that um so like was donald trump getting money from saudi arabia was he getting money from uh you know russia because as much as like it kind of got poo-pooed down the stretch like you know the whole russian asset thing or the the dossier that had the you know the pissing videos or whatever that could all be you know completely uh fraught like fake uh actual fake news but you know was he getting money from these oligarchs you know through like Deutsche Bank like that's what some some of that was brought up was like was he getting money from Deutsche Bank and getting co-signed for by these you know Russian oligarchs these oil magnates from from Russia and right that is a big issue if he was doing that leading into his presidential run or even during his presidency um to keep this afloat because either he wasn't doing a very good job as a businessman or he was utilizing all the loopholes he could find and then using dirty money to keep everything afloat so i don't know but i really want to know more but it it makes me very suspicious that in 2018 and 2019 all of a sudden his money went way off. Like, yeah, I know I was watching a a news report and they flashed the five years and it's like red, red, red. And then green, green. I'm like, Whoa.
0: Yeah. Where's the, where did that
1: come from? Why, why, why is that happening? And then what did you, and and then
0: what did you do to not remain in the green the following year?
1: Right. Right. Like, did you no longer have like, did, did Russia all of a sudden say, yeah, you're not going to win. So we're not going to keep backing you. You know, like, Were they trying to get him to be, you know, because we also got to remember, what was it? Um, uh, When Trump got impeached for um, the Ukraine issue. When was that? Was that 2018? Uh, Nah.
0: You know, for some reason, I want to say it was 2019, but I could be, I could be off. It was one of the two years.
1: Okay. I think it was probably late 2019, <laughs> maybe going into 2020. Okay, um nice. You know, maybe he didn't do a good enough job of withholding that military funding for Ukraine. Right. And Russia was pissed and they stopped funding. I don't know. And I, that's why I want to learn more about this.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm just
1: very suspicious.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Sp- I wouldn't make those speculations yet until. I mean, per- me personally, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't spike. I know. I know you do, Brad Guy. But that's why I'm here, because leveler heads prevail. Um, I would would love to look at that. Um, I wouldn't consider myself a numbers guy, but I would definitely say that I love, um, you know, the statistics end of it as far as, like, um, you know, what are the chances of this versus that? Um, And I would definitely love to look at the numbers and see – what he, what they're trying to chalk those losses up to um you know <coughs> is it you know I, I would like to say is it r&d but it's not r&d because what research and development would they be doing um other than developing more um buildings um or buying more land um so i i, I really don't know um so there there is something fishy there And I would, I would just really love to know because I was reading, I'm I'm sure you probably read the same New York times article that was saying that, um, they're saying that a majority of his wealth is coming from still coming from his father. Uh,
1: Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy because remember early on in his presidential campaign, he got a small loan, a quote unquote, small loan from his father for like $3 million. Yeah. Okay. That might be true. But then your daddy died. Yeah, and what did he leave you? And he left you his entire real estate empire. Yeah, that you are slowly driving into the ground.
0: Yeah, because um, he did make a, a fourteen million dollar gain from the sale of his father's nineteen seventies investment in uh, Brooklyn housing development. Um, you know, nothing like making a quick fourteen mil. But didn't he always present himself as a billionaire?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he still does. Which and that's just like <laughs> I barely made a billion like cool I get to put the beat like he was like one of the wealthiest men in America yeah. and remember in the in the 80s you know the the Forbes people have gone back and said they probably shouldn't put a shouldn't have put him on the richest men in America list because they had no like proof they just kind of accepted that like oh yeah, yeah. you have all this money yeah. and it's like that that title right of being one of the richest men in america puts you in a position of leverage and business deals uh licensing deals right he was able to license his name to a point where he was making millions and millions of dollars just for people to use his name he didn't have to do anything he didn't have to you know schlep anything he all he had to do was say yeah you can put my name on your tower Give me $2 million a year. Like that kind of stuff played a role in being considered one of the richest men in America. Um, especially in the <clears> 80s <throat> and 90s where like there was something to to say about that. Like people value that a lot more then than they do today. Right? Like don't get me wrong. Billionaires still have incredible pull. But like our generation, you and me, Kevin, and the younger generation, they don't give a shit about if you're a billionaire in fact for people like me it enrages me that you even can say that you're a billionaire because we have so many issues in this country that could be helped by a proper taxation system like we had in you know the 50s 60s and 70s leading into the Nixon Reagan administrations
0: yeah Brian would like for somebody to be like lead off with I'm a or I was a billionaire and then Brian would say well why and then the ex-billionaire would say well because I took 500 million of it and gave it to the needy
1: you know the needy or or you just never got there because there was a 92 percent hey know, brian i'm not i'm not rate.
0: i'm not leaving anything outside the realm of possibility maybe they made okay. so much that they hit the billion after paying taxes like what if they're just really good at saving money brian <laughs> You know you're a real piece. You know of, you're a real piece yeah. of shit, Bri. You just don't accept anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. You're right. You're you gotta, right. I you, need to
1: be. You need to be you more. You to be more inclusive. Maybe I just need to be more financially prudent, and yeah. I will be able to be a billionaire.
0: That's not what I'm saying. But stop, like,
1: stop eating the avocado toast, you fucking millennial. Start <laughs> saving your money, and you'll be a billionaire. Dave or Ramsey. Just <laughs> Dave Ramsey.
0: I mean, I just would say just make your own avocado toast. It's cheaper.
1: I don't even eat avocado toast. You know, that that sweet pea toast is pretty good, though.
0: Yeah, it is, right?
1: Yeah, I like that. I like That's it a lot, good.
0: too. I like it a lot, too. I I wouldn't say that I like it more than avocado toast, but I would say I liked it more than Blue Roots avocado toast. Because, like, Blue Roots avocado yeah. toast was good, but, like, it wasn't anything where it was like, I, oh, yeah, I want to spend $16 on this. You know, whereas the sweet pea toast, it's like, first of all, it's a a huge portion. Second of all, you get a Mm -hmm. side. And third of all, I mean, well, in today's prices, it's 20 bucks. But like, I don't know. Can't beat it.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree.
0: But enough about saving Um, money by not having toast with different vegetables or fruits (laughs) on it.
1: How do we save money like Donald Trump does with taxes? Um, Yeah. I think to go back the losses were very suspect certainly but then also the donations yeah oh
0: 20 21 million dollars he's saying he basically donated to conserve land um and that's based on the estimate of the land that he just basically didn't develop on
1: Mm-hmm. yeah he couldn't develop like a golf course on it
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: so he's like oh yeah donated it's and that's a, like it's such a scheme right oh that's yeah like donating a uh uh, a piece of art to a museum yeah. that you still technically own, but you're yeah. donating it for the time being because yeah. you can't do anything with a fucking Picasso. Okay. I have this Picasso. It's in my home. I've stared at it. I've looked at it. Maybe a year goes by and you're like, I no longer need that Picasso in my home. I'll donate it. And it's worth $40 million. That's yeah. Like a $40 million charitable donation. Yeah. Right.
0: And that's how a lot of very wealthy people, um, kind of find those loopholes is by donating artwork. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I remember what the number was, but there it's a very large number out there of what people get away with as donations. And it's all in the form Mm -hmm. of, of of artwork.
1: And, and I don't think if you're in (laughs) the lower tax brackets, right for your household and you claim, yeah, I gave away a thousand dollars yeah. As a tax deduction. Oh yeah, I see no problem with that. Where you don't need the receipts. In yeah. fact, hey, give the the low guy on the totem pole an extra break. Oh, give, ben- give him the benefit. Great.
0: Listen, um, and of course, I'm gonna knock on wood now or fake wood, whatever this desk is made out of, <laughs> um, because like I'll claim on there, and I'll always choose like a small amount, but like charitable donations. But it's up, yeah. you know, a certain amount of it is like what I can account for but i'm not saying millions. i you know I'm, i don't think i'm even getting over like hundreds.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. I I am <laughs> fully sympathetic to you know people donate a lot of time, effort, resources, all that right. stuff. And yeah. i think if you really looked at it, you know, a person like you or myself certainly gives away hundreds of dollars a year. But to say millions and millions and millions. So, uh according to the NY I think it was the NY Times they tracked his his tax records and claims that he has given 130 million dollars uh, in charitable uh, charitable donations since 2005 and the vast bulk of these charitable donations, 119.3 uh, million 119 point3 of that 130 million came from agreeing to not develop land yeah. That's messed up. And I think another reason like why he exposed himself to all of these disastrous like litigation issues. Like I don't think he comes through this unscathed, like whether it's fines or, or criminal proceedings. Like I don't think he comes out completely unscathed here.
0: No, I would say that you're, you're definitely right. I would love to say that he would just come out, you know, there's a, the the possibility of him coming out unscathed uh in public opinion but you know i think that there's going to be people be people that brush that brush this aside um to some extent um or say that it was falsified in some way
1: and like wasn't (laughs) i think there was like 20 million or so in cash donations and i remember
0: that yeah, none of is, that none of that came to us
1: well yeah uh the single artist cast donation he uh gave out in 2011 uh he made to his own foundation which has also had very suspicious behavior where right. like it paid millions of dollars for a painting of himself etc cetera, etc cetera. he um made a, a a, a checkout for $400,000 to his own foundation which in most circumstances if LeBron James is donating to his own you know school system that he's helped create right like I don't have an issue with that when there's someone who is under so much scrutiny right now for fraudulent or at the very minimum suspicious behavior yeah. like every single thing should be looked at you know through a microscope here like every single step because there's probably more than one misstep
0: yeah i would agree with that i would um, definitely i would definitely agree and with you
1: that. brought up you brought up
0: oh I would, are you oh yeah this is the my fifth, this is my favorite part okay. brian um if you guys are a patreon you're probably already gonna have heard this part um but uh, one of the big <laughs> the, one of the big red flags with these tax returns is loans to his children. So, a couple of fun facts for all you listeners out there, if you don't know already, um, is that one you can pay your children up to twelve thousand dollars. Is it twelve thousand or thirteen? 000, twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand five hundred dollars a year, um, as like to pay them as your employees, tax free money going to them. But Donald Trump has received tens of thousands of dollars in payments from his children on personal loans, quote unquote, uh, that he has given to them. Um, So he's basically raking in all of this money as payments on interest and not paying a dime on it. So, you know, I don't know whether or not his, his children are really just trying to venture out and start their own thing, which... Not to discredit them or to uh, not give them the benefit of the doubt, but in this case, it doesn't seem very uh, plausible because I think every time I've seen his children, they're on the campaign trail with him. Um, mm-hmm. Or, uh, well, I'm not going to say that. That's mean. Um, what I like do you to- mean? No, man, because, like, I don't know them. What do I know? I'm just some kid podcasting from his office instead of Brian's Garage Studios. Um oh. <laughs> You like how I called myself a kid? Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this is just another one of the red flags. Uh, but Trump reported about $51,000 in interest from his kids each year between 2015 and 2019, and then reported $46,000 in 2020.
1: Well, and, and I, I think you're right. So, you know, a really good political article, political article. A Politico article that Kevin and I have both referred to here um, also points out like you have to charge a certain amount of interest on a loan. Right. Like it's not a loan if you're saying, like, hey, yeah, I'll give you a loan and there's like 0. 0.5 interest. No, that's you just helping out a buddy at that point. Yeah. Or helping out yeah. your kids. Like that's not a loan. Yeah. Now you don't have to charge, you know, 50% in interest. And now you're a loan shark. Right. But there's that, that normal interest rate where right now the interest rate is like seven and a half percent you could give a little discount because it's your kid and be like hey i'll give you this loan for three percent yeah that's fair like you can make that reason but like if it's so nominal where he's giving away millions and millions and millions of dollars over the years um
0: first of all what are they doing with the money
1: getting back huh
0: i said first of all what are they doing with the money
1: well yeah they're not doing anything like it's a personal loan so you can do whatever you want with it right for sure but Balling but out. to to say like oh 51% yeah. is is or $51,000 is coming back a year that's not a very high interest rate considering the millions and millions you're giving away um, and the tax rate at giving your children money up to a certain point is 40% and so if he gave a 10 million dollar gift right 20 million dollar gift to his kids and said hey this is a loan i'm charging you interest you know now they don't have that as an income right it's now a debt right so their their um income is really low and then uh He's now getting out of paying that forty percent tax. That's huge amounts of money yeah. that is not going to the American, uh, you know, the tax system. Instead, sitting in the Trump Foundation as well.
0: Yeah. I God, the more that we get into this, more I'm the more I'm just like I would love to take a look at these books. I would have to have somebody take a look at them with me to understand them. I'm yeah, sure. like, a, a, like a true account. Yeah, but I got it. You know, I got. I got a guy for that. It's fine. You got a guy? I do. I got a guy. I got a guy. Um, Such a Chicago thing to say or New York thing to say. I got a guy. I got a guy.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) But no, I would, I would, oh, it would just be so much fun. I think that now all of the information, like we said, it's not going to all be made as, you know, public knowledge um, or be able to, you know, be looked at even with the FOIA request. Um, but I think that when it all comes out, when it all is made public, we should do a live stream, almost like a story time, um, of Brian and Kevin, Kevin going over, uh, Donald Trump's tax returns and we can make it fun. Oh, and we could do visuals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, where we add everything up in different columns. And will Microsoft Excel that shit so that, you know what I mean? It'll automatically add and deduct. I haven't had to learn how to Microsoft Excel. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to like
1: look. Uh, in, in, uh, you know, resumes and interviews. Yeah. Everyone says, like, I'm proficient in Microsoft Excel. Yeah. But I never said that.
0: I never said I never said that. Yeah. <laughs> not, about, um, not about to lie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you're not Donald Trump. You wouldn't get away with it. Um, I, I really think that this further proves the kind of grifter that he is. There was one other thing that really struck me here, right, was this whole audit story. Yeah. And the fact is, there is a mandate for the IRS to audit the The president's taxes yeah he's sitting yeah and that didn't happen and it really calls into question you know steve mnuchin who was the secretary of the treasury yeah and what kind of levers was trump pulling on mnuchin and mnuchin on the irs because you know as the secretary of the treasury you run the irs and you can tell them no we're not doing this and it's yeah. like, okay, well, we're supposed to, it's like a mandate. It's part of our, our regulatory mechanism here to, to audit the president. Right. And he can say no. And I guess it was like the, the way it was stated was it was ready for audit, but ne- it was not necessary or something like that. Yeah. And it's was like, why, why was that happening? Why was that allowed? Who else was part of that cover up? Yeah. Like, That's another aspect to this. Like we have the tax fraud and all of this, but what kind of criminal behavior is it to leverage the position of POTUS or secretary of treasury to do these things, to cover up these things? And just how much is in those numbers that they needed to cover this up, that they needed to make sure that there weren't full audits done, right? So there has to be a certain level of fraud where these two men, would go to extreme lengths to make sure that something wasn't done.
0: Absolutely. And, and just for reference, too, like this is going to, this goes over a couple of things, but it'll kind of put it in perspective for you. So Kamala Harris, when she was running as a presidential candidate, had 17 tax returns reported or audited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand, 12. Bill de Blasio, well, he's not a very good example. He only had two, but that makes sense. Uh, Pete, mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg is 12, uh, Steve Bullock, 14, Kerry book or Cory Booker 10, Joe Biden, 23 way to go, Joey. Um, mm-hmm. but he also, you know, he's been in this for a while. Maybe we should see mm-hmm. a couple more there.
1: Well, and he ran multiple times. Right. And, and it was, it was not necessarily a tradition, but it was something that a lot of presidential candidates did right. was to show their taxes. Right. Here's who I am here so I got here yeah right and that was an important thing for the credibility of the president to say listen I'm going to run this country here's why I can yeah you know, I don't have affiliations with foreign foreign entities foreign governments all of that I don't owe anyone money I'm not in bad shape so I'm not gonna be a political pawn right. for someone like Vladimir Putin right where I, I owe someone money and that was a big claim you know when trump was running that he was a puppet for putin because he owed russia money and it's like okay we never knew yes or no but an, an uh disclosure of your taxes yeah. would allow the american public to to have faith in that like yeah i would have i wouldn't have been able to make that claim and you don't get to just make claims right yeah, and say, well, you have to prove me wrong. No, there is some burden of proof on on both sides, but there was so much um, pointing in a certain direction that was like, okay, now you kind of have to prove your case, and he never did, even though he claimed over and over that he would.
0: I always thought that Donald Trump was a uh, a puppet for Putin because Putin always like always liked to have his hand up Trump's keister.
1: exactly exactly you know and you know for the record it is very important uh for men to to check in on those things you know colonoscopies are important prostate exams Um, prostate exams like colon colon cancer checks all of that so um i wouldn't count i would sure
0: (laughs) make sure to go to russia
1: No, no, no! Don't get it from Russia. The gulag.
0: No, I was making know. a joke. I was making a joke about uh, Putin.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, um, but yeah, uh, all joking aside, like I, I agree. Like I thought there was a lot of influence coming from Russia, and I'm yeah. still interested to see where some of this money was coming. Like I'll, the operating loss, I think is a lot has a lot to do with how he regarded his assets. Yeah. Um, Like inflating them for loans and then deflating them for taxes. Yeah. Um But where did he get his income from?
0: You know, dude, right? just,
1: like uh, these uh, properties, uh, but what other loans did he get from outside yeah. sources?
0: You know what? I'm, I'm just going to put this out there really fast. Cause I thought of something there. There's a lot of scenarios that are coming up tonight where I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to look at this. Oh, I wish I could see that. I wish that I could, you know, this, that and the other thing think if I had to pick one superpower, I would pick <clears throat> to be able to be invisible whenever I wanted for a year, but also be able to walk through any wall. Okay. And I would travel the world There's all the governments, I would look at the documents. Um, I'd have to learn how to speak other languages or have like an invisible camera with me. So I could use Google translate because that's always a good thing to use on top secret documents. I've heard (laughs) from a friend. (laughs) And I would travel the world for a year. Um, I'd have to rob a few banks because, like, I wouldn't be working. Um, But, I mean, that's whatever. I'd rob, like, Deutsche Bank. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Um, And I would. I'd go into, like, the Kremlin. I'd go into Washington, D.C., I'm, I'm, whatever I'll visit mar lago if I have to uh, it's for science just to be able to gather all that knowledge and then I, and never have a superpower again I give myself a year because I would need time for travel
1: Where? where's the first place you would go on this venture
0: oh probably Russia
1: okay Prob- you would do Russia first then China
0: next yeah I would well I would hit Russia I'd hit China you know I'd stop in the UK grab a brewski at a pub watch mumford and sons i don't know <laughs> i would excellent band yeah uh, i would a be li- random, but yeah i have a dream that like one day i'd walk into a small pub in like england and see a band like that before they got big i just thought that'd be cool it's a dream i have anyways uh and then i'd make my way back to the us and then i'd lay it all out and i would compare notes and i'd see what's really going on Because I'm talking about going in like the deepest of securities. Um Speaking of going to foreign places, though, oh. I do want to hit up one more of the big red flags cool. for okay, Trump. Cool. Just because yeah. we are starting to, we're getting, we're getting a little further in there in the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. we're already at about forty-five minutes here.
1: Shut the front door. I see. have so little, like zero, zero concept of time. Yeah, to yeah. track time, unless I see. The the clock. Oh yeah. Next to me. So that's yeah. the one disadvantage here. Oh yeah, I do that,
0: And that's the only way that I can ever keep track of it. So we're in the same boat. Um, but it's it's important to note that Trump Trump did not pay uh many uh taxes in the U S on about uh oh just oh sorry just one point eight million dollars over a six year period. So the way that you can do this is like you can't tax the same dollar twice. Okay, that's the way that the U.S. does it because it becomes a little bit redundant and it can be hard on the person, which, honestly, I think it's kind of a fair rule. So if, if there's something that is yeah. taxed in another country and you can show documentation that it was taxed, or if you're Trump, you don't really have to show much documentation. Um, but if you can show documentation showing that you paid taxes on that money in another country, you won't get taxed on that money in the U.S. Um right. So he has, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot of information out there about this, um, but they do say that in 2018 he claimed uh, a tax credit for paying $1.3 million to another government. You know what I mean? That's just 2018. Um, Right. So, you know, this article. But they
1: don't say which governments either, Yeah, which is interesting. (laughs) Probably Russia. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's why, so I think we covered it a while back, but that's why that deal for Janet Yellen was such a big deal with, you know, foreign taxes and making sure that they leveled the field a little bit where there was a 15% minimum for foreign taxes. Like you can't just house your money here and pay like 1% taxes. Right. And so everyone just houses their money there and avoids international taxes and everyone got bored. Um, with that that uh, legislation so that was a really big deal but to go back yeah to just say like yeah I paid uh, 1.3 million dollars in taxes and having no receipts Mm -hmm. right and this is why it's so crucial for a sitting president to be audited every year yeah what kind of deals are going on now mind you to go from a negative operating loss to a positive one the last two years when you're not supposed to be running the businesses that means one of two things you're fraudulent or you're a really really shitty business person because your businesses are making so much money without you there yeah right so and I think it's more the first than the second but I do think Donald Trump is a terrible businessman but with that said I think when you have so much money you can't really lose and that's what he was doing he's like committing all these fraudulent practices within the tax system
0: yeah yeah
1: so so final outcome kevin on, on the taxes yeah what do you think happens where do you think this goes is this another teflon don thing where it's a big nothing burger and you know he runs for president and wins the nomination do you think it holds him up for even getting the nomination does it scare people away or does he actually face criminal charges and go away?
0: You know, I think there's a small probability of all of them. Um, okay. I don't think that he Teflon dons his way out of this. Okay. You know, and that, that that's hard for me to say because I think every time we go over something happening with Trump in court, I always say he's going to get away with it. It's going to be the same as always. <laughs> I think that there's a little bit more momentum behind things now. And people want to see something happen. And if nothing happens here, there's going to be an outcry uh, for justice. Um, do I think it'll stop his 2024 presidential campaign? Nothing will. That man will run from a jail cell. And when he only gets a million votes, he will cry fake election. Um <sighs> I don't think any. I don't think there'll be any criminal charges as far as like. I don't think he's gonna serve any time. I think that he'll have to pay some hefty fines, um, which it's fine because uh, if what you're saying is correct, he can just write his buddy Vladdy and say, "Yo, Vlads, uh, I need some more money." Um, but you know, it, it's it's really hard to say. Um, I think that's where I'm at with it right now. No, no, no jail time. Probably fines. Vladimir Putin will pay them if Brian's right. Um, and I think that he, I think, I think that he re- will run in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. And yes, I think there's enough momentum for him to be charged with something.
1: Yeah, I think, I think uh, what really comes of it is some sort of outing of. All the shit that he's been pulling, like, will really understand it all. I think it will severely damage his political uh, credibility. Yeah. Uh, I think he was already losing that. I think you have. We haven't seen a lot of DeSantis lately, and I think it's because he's so far ahead, he doesn't want to lose momentum. He's just letting Donald Trump dig his own grave. Yeah. And, and then, and hoping then, hoping that the Biden administration has a big choke down the stretch, and he can beat out. Joe Biden or whomever they put forward. Well,
0: and I, I just, I still don't think that Joe Biden will run in 2024. I think the man's running out of gas, which, hey, that's okay. He's old.
1: I don't know, man. Fucking, I, fucking, I, I fucking retire, bro. The same thing, but, but, you know, what he's done in the last year or so, and then also uh, seeing his interaction with uh, Zelensky of Ukraine, like it was, it was very, I, I, it kind of marvels. I wish it was more like that all the time because you do get the 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 missteps and the weird like off the cuff moments that don't go as well.
0: Yeah, that's because um, he's old. Yeah,
1: that was a, that was a really good moment. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't want him to run in twenty twenty four. But if it's between him and DeSantis, for me, it's a it's a still an easy um, choice. I would, uh, I would said,
0: like I would like to see somebody else from the Democratic Party challenge him, even if he says he's going to run again.
1: I don't think, I don't think there will be a challenger. Um, I think he would step down if he felt like there was a a really good candidate that could beat out the Republican party. And I think they're, they're kind of massaging that. I think, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, And as much as Gavin Newsom says, no, I'm not doing that. I think it's to not destroy any credibility of Biden, but also the way he's just been out in front of things like massive, massive legislation or, you know, interviewing and destroying like some of the hypocrisy of the Republican party right now. It it seems like he's setting the stage.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, before we run out of time here, anything else on taxes? Otherwise I really briefly, I think we should at least bring up one thing that is just making, uh, you know what it's, Just making Brian a little uh, politically aroused. Um,
1: Well, we we we've been talking about billions and billions of dollars, right? So
0: why stick with it? (laughs) Let's talk about uh, a little bit about Elon Musk. We'll keep this one pretty brief. Um, I'm just going to start it off by saying that he ousted himself from his own company, which is dope. Which is just it's very it's very noble. It's very admirable. Yeah. Will he will he uh, follow, uh, follow up with his Twitter poll? So basically he put a Twitter poll out there and it was a ridiculous amount. It was millions and millions of people that responded to this Twitter poll. Yeah. And he said, do you think I should step down as CEO uh, of Twitter? I will abide by the vote. And I think it was something like 57% of people said yes.
1: Right, which if we know anything about politics or large scale voting like that, In America, like, if you have 57% of the vote, that is a a substantial win. Now, do you want to hear my theory on this whole thing? Please. Okay. He was spotted going to the World Cup, sitting in a box with um, major, major Middle Eastern businessmen. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember, when he took over Twitter, he leveraged a shit ton of money. Um, on Tesla stock, right? He used that as collateral on margin, mm-hmm. um, instead of like, hey, these stocks are worth this much. I'm buying it with the value of this stock, right? All of a sudden, over the last few months since he's taken over Twitter, right? That stock has plummeted, and so what happens if you have something on margin? You owe for the difference, yeah, because it becomes too. Um, too risky for the person backing that margin. So they do the margin calls, you know, that's what it's called. I think he was getting calls. He goes to Qatar, Qatar, whatever, uh, for the World Cup, and is hanging out with all these Saudi Arabian men, and he gets the money he needs to maintain control of Twitter. But part of that is, hey, you don't get to be the leader anymore. It's been hemorrhaging money under your control. We need new leadership. The board doesn't like you. You're not doing a good job. Um, You're causing too much controversy. This will never make money. We won't make money on our investment. Um, Or we don't, I I don't think Saudi Arabia cares about making money. I think they're trying to. They do
0: that just fine on their own.
1: I I think, yeah. Well, I think they are trying to control a social media outlet um, under the guise of Elon Musk but they can't just hemorrhage money and make it go bankrupt where the platform's gone. So they have to have that sustainability where they can at least continue to pour money and control the narrative. So I think Elon Musk got that money and they said, "Hey, you got to be out of this, out of the board." He put it up as a poll and now he's doing the noble thing, right? He's like, "Hey, Twitter poll has spoken," like he did with Donald Trump coming back on. He said, "Hey, do we let Donald Trump back on? The people have spoken." All right, I think he knew that the Twitter poll might go a certain way, and he's like, "All right, I'll put it up as a poll." So I say face, where I'm not resigning, yeah, because these people are making me. I'm not getting booted from it. It's the Twitter, the Twitter right. poll has spoken, and that is the power of this platform. You want to be on this platform because we give you so much power that you control this company, yeah. And it like reinvigorates people, right? Yeah. So I think it's all a big, brought like. You know, like a Trump, like it's a fraud. And I was having a conversation uh, with my cousin the other night. And I was like, Elon Musk is a younger, a little bit more, a little smarter, a little more intelligent version of Donald Trump. Came from money, made some good investments, used all that money to gain more and more power, inflated his overall value to companies. And now is in a position where it's kind of catching up to him. And here we are. Yeah. And so I would give I would give him lifter. a little-
0: I would give him a little bit more credit than that. I think he's much smarter than Donald, Donald Trump is.
1: True, that I, it is a very very
0: long. There's mark, right? well, and it's not just that. I think that I really think that Elon Musk is an intelligent man. I just don't know if he's a good man.
1: Well, uh, the, the funny thing is about that, real quick, is um, Twitter has these Twitter Spaces where you can talk with people, and it can yeah. be live and like all of that. And he was talking about the coding. Of Twitter and like how it's just an absolute pile of shit. And he's like, the stack needs to be rewritten. It's it's crazy. And like you and I would take that face on and be like, oh well, he must know how to code. And he's obviously speaking from a point of authority. So yeah, it must be crazy. Well, an actual coding expert was like, What about the stack was crazy? And he's like, Well, what do you mean? And like the guy who actually understands coding was calling him on his bullshit. And he's fucking flipped out on the guy. The man who and allegedly... Shut down this... Huh?
0: The man who allegedly knows about coding because maybe that guy just came in was doing the same Elon Musk thing.
1: True, true. He could have, but he was just better at it there. than Elon Musk. Because Elon Musk, like, panicked. That just means he's a bigger tried alpha. Trying to shut him down, calling him an asshole on this Twitter space. And he's like... And it's, it's like a live, you know, audio. Yeah. And so there's all these people that can chime in. And he started hassling the guy and, like, attacking him personally rather than attacking the argument, which usually means you're fucked in the argument. And so then all of a sudden it got cut off. And it was very similar to when Elon Jet got shut down on Twitter, uh, which was the Twitter account yeah, for the that guy tracked f- his yeah. private jet. And he shut that down. And then the reporters who reported about that mm-hmm. got shut down. Yeah. And they're like, we didn't dox you. We didn't, we didn't tell anyone your location. We were reporting on the fact that you shut down that account. Why would we get shut down? Right. And all he kept saying was you're doxing me too. And that's illegal on our platform. You're not allowed to do it. So I think he gets, he's getting caught up in that whole, that, that sham, that facade that he's put up as being this world's smartest coder and I do everything. And I work so hard I think it's kind of catching up right now. And and I'm not saying he's an idiot or an imbecile, but I just think he's put up this facade to leverage similar, like I'm the greatest businessman, right? Donald Trump, I'm the greatest businessman and using that to leverage other business maneuvers and right. Elon Musk was doing the same thing. And that grift caught up to him. Fair enough. So I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Um, and, you know, when when we're talking about, you know, politically savvy people, he's not my favorite person, but Mitch McConnell is a savage in politics. Um, real quick, and we can talk about it another time, the omnibus just passed um, in the Senate. Mm-hmm. The omnibus is our spending bill, and it was passed for $1.7 trillion in spending. And it was thought that it might not pass the Senate. And if it didn't pass the Senate now and got to pass 2020, uh, or uh, sorry, 2022, so when when the new class of uh, uh, Republicans come to the House, it would never pass because it's got to pass both the House and the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell didn't like what the alt-right wing, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Matt Gaetz's were saying. Even Kevin McCarthy's like, nah, we're going to pass this. So he got it passed in the Senate from a minority position. So the Senate was like, "Fuck yeah, Mitch McConnell's on board and he can take some of his like yeah, you know, normal conservatives with him and it passed like by 68 votes, so there's no chance yeah. of a filibuster, push it through and it's going to pass the House and it won't be affected by the McCarthy and crazy wing of the of the Republican party. And he was like, "You guys don't understand. Come 2024. Like, I'm the power player of <clears throat> the Republicans. Like I yeah. control this." And he fucking did it. And he just stepped all over that whole nutjob wing of of the Republican Party.
0: All right. Well, you know what? That's the first time Brian has ever said anything nice about Mitch McConnell.
1: I call it like I see it. Okay. I gotta give credit where it's due. I'll always do that. He just never really gave me many reasons.
0: Or try. <laughs> you get an A for effort. Cool. No, I think you did Thanks, a great. Man. I think you did a great job. I think that's awesome that you brought that up. Uh, cool. And I think that's a good place to end it for tonight.
1: Yeah. Uh, but save your voice, man. I'm uh, trying. I'm, I'm doing feel, I'm struggling. Feel, I'm
0: sorry. It got, it's feel starting. Better. It. Oh, you know what? Honestly, know. my body feels better. It's just my voice is like uh, showing everybody how my body felt the last few days.
1: Okay. Well, so. I hope you feel better. I hope the Mad Libs community who's listening right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Kevin and I, were, were well, Kevin is going to try to put this up on YouTube because we're doing a Zoom session right now. Yeah. So check out our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe if you wouldn't mind. Uh, there's no cost. at subscribing on YouTube, right? Give us a like on the video, get it promoted. Um, we're super thankful for you. Have a wonderful holidays. We probably really won't record on Sunday when it's Christmas day. So you probably won't see us till next week. Um, that said, have a wonderful holiday. Um, stay safe, stay, stay war- healthy, Yeah. stay warm. Yes. Um, especially so many of our local listeners, uh, dealing with this blizzard, um, but we love you all, okay? Do yeah. good, do yeah. be great, yeah. do love you. Love you How you going to react? We in starting to we
0: ain't get no sleep. Break the rules, can't stay on beat. Making moves, running through the streets. A to Z, follow my lead. This ain't the pro, this is rock and roll. This is now I'm trying This is bye-bye, ta-ta audio. This is all or this is all I know. This, day I don't know, we try and go. I don't even know, I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends, trying to hit the road. Trying catch a wave, gotta see my soul. Thought I was going when I'm back.
1: Yeah.